Uh, Gretchen, are you ready to go where our podcast has not gone before? I trust you implicitly. Let's do it. All right, engage. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Richard. Welcome to Daily Chit Chat. Join us every weekday as we talk about what's streaming, what we're loving, where we're going, and maybe some obscure references. Let's Let's chit chat. -chat. So there is something on CBS All Access, and I haven't spoken about it at all on the podcast, but I've been watching it for the past five or six weeks, and it is something unique in the Star Trek universe because there has not been an animated Star Trek series since the 70s. And that one was so good. It's like, I can see why they waited 40 years to put out another animated Star Trek, because if anyone has not seen that animated Star Trek from the 70s, you are missing out. I uh, was at, this is like a year ago, So my dad loves the original series and he does not have cable TV, but he does have a pretty good antenna. You know, those flat antennas that you can just put up in your living room. It's basically the size of a piece of paper. Yeah. And so he loves that he gets all those digital channels. So one of the digital channels, you know, every night shows like two episodes of Star Trek original series. So I'm over at the house and I am trying to leave. And then my dad's like flipping through the channels and he's like, okay, just a second. And this Star Trek animated show, I was like, what is this? And it was so weird. No joke. I just took out my phone and started recording the TV. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how or where I'm ever going to find this again. But I need to put this in my little magpie collection of a camera reel. Yeah. (laughs) It's because I believe it was a Funimation creation. And they were known for the cheapest type of animation you could ever not hope for, basically. That the background... Most animation, you would want a solid background where only the characters are moving, but this goes a step further and makes it so, like, their bodies don't really move at all. Just kind of the lips go up and down, and, like, sometimes an arm goes up and down. So it's, like, the cheapest form of animation. And yet it's supposed to be the Star Trek franchise, which is supposed to be state-of-the-art futuristic, and they could do so much more... And action-packed. And action-packed, which ended up being opposite of action-packed. It was very cerebral for a cartoon series. Yeah, and... this Star Trek animated series is like one level above an episode of Reading Rainbow, where they just zoom the camera across the illustration in a book. That's, that's the only kind of animation that it was better than, which was non-animation. Right, barely animated production of Star Trek. <laughs> but wackadoo plot lines that you're like, how did how did they consent to this? Is that really Leonard Nimoy's voice? What's happening? And that was what I was going to say. It was remarkable in the fact that it has nearly every single original series 
actor doing the voice acting for it. And that was a, I think that was a Leonard Nimoy uh, get. It was a want of Leonard Nimoy's because they just were like, we don't have enough money for this animated series. So we're going to. Because the show had been off the air for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, the actors didn't have, this was like in that weird dead time. I mean, now people look back at the original series of Star Trek and all the actors in it and they all, you know, have these iconic careers they made all the movies in the 80s but yeah this was in this dead zone where it was like the original series had been off the air but it had been doing reruns but actors back then didn't have those residual deals so they weren't making any money and they were like yeah absolutely i need to have a regular gig yeah and so leonard nimoy said, well, who's all coming back? And they're like, we can only afford um, Dr. McCoy, Captain Kirk, and you, Spock. And then we'll just have other people come in and do the rest of the voices. And he's like, I'm out. I'm not doing it unless we have Nichelle Nichols, unless we have Majel Barrett, unless we have um, Sulu, George Takei come back, you know, and do their voices too. And so he was kind of a holdout. And so they did. And so, uh, and Scotty too, James Doohan. So if you notice, you'll watch the episodes, Majel Barrett, Nichelle Nichols do a lot of the female voices and James Doohan does a lot of the, the male, you know, side characters. And once in a while, they do have a guest star come in, but to save money because they had most of the original cast back, they had to do, extra voices so it's remarkable i almost think it'd be better to listen to that series rather than watch it just because the animation is so bad but even through the wackadoo stories there are like a couple that are not bad and for people that were so sad that after three seasons the original series gets canceled it's kind of nice to have two more seasons of those characters on that ship having a few more you know uh, go arounds around the planets, around the sun, around the atmospheres. And yeah, so all in all, it was crappy, but there's some good that came out of it. And now cut to 40 plus years later, we've got a new Star Trek animated show. Is it also about Kirk and Spock? So this one takes place... Okay, so after... The original series is canceled and the animated series is over and they do a few movies. They come out with Star Trek The Next Generation. And then, of course, you know the rest of the story. There's so many more Star Treks after that. But this animated series takes place in a in a time period that's just around Next Generation or right after Next Generation. So it fits in with that aesthetic of the... Um, the reds and the gold and the blue uniforms with the more modern day looking stuff than the original series. But, you know, it has those control panels that are very TNG, very eighties, nineties look to it, but they're trying to make it look modern too. Cause it's the future. I just think they did a great job fitting it into the Canon of the timeline of next generation. Is anybody wearing a soft flowy cardigan like Deanna Troy? Is that is that happening on this animated show? The, yeah, there are some costumes that are characters that wear different outfits that are very reminiscent of Deanna Troy or Dr. Crusher's outfits. So yeah, they definitely m- match that aesthetic. 
And what I like about it is it's obviously laugh out loud funny. It's not taking place on the bridge. It's actually called Star Trek Lower Decks. So you're following the ensigns around. You're you're doing the mundane tasks, but they still have drama down there. And sometimes they don't want to bother the main crew or sometimes the main crew is busy doing something else. So they have to solve the problems. And the thing is, they reference so much of the history. I'm getting a real Muppet Babies vibe. Like like how all the Muppet Babies would get up to their little hijinks in the nursery and then they'd be like, yes, Nanny, everything's fine. Yes, very Muppet Babies. Yes, and if the adults are like the main crew or the main cast members, that makes so much sense. And so they pay homage to the whole Star Trek uh, series, uh, the whole fandom, but they're also making stories that fit within the universe. And so they're being somewhat irreverent without being so irreverent that people, you know, the Star Trek fans are, they're very fickle people anyway. So they're going to say, I don't like it, blah, blah, blah. But I am a pretty general Star Trek fan. Like I love pretty much everything about Star Trek. And this fits for me. It's a good fit. I love the the cartoons in, in general. Like you have Family Guy, you have Futurama. It, yeah, it reminds me of Futurama because of all the uh, Simpson type shows, Futurama poked fun at Star Trek a lot through the years. Okay. So now Star Trek has its own version of that. Okay. Okay. So it sounds like they're staying true to the original kind of show bible or the rules of the show but they're doing a little wink and a nod yes a lot of that like they'll just throw out references they're like is she some kind of salt demon creature that's gonna kill people and you know just reference 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 of all other episodes they're like oh yes the classic star trek salt demon has that been turned into some merchandise is there like a set of salt and pepper demon shakers (gasps) No, that is what they should do. I was going to say there's an action figure, but it'd be better if that action figure was a salt shaker. See, that's... I'm a merchandising genius. What am I doing wasting my life with a free podcast? I know. Everything's free about this venture when we could be making a million dollars at least. Yes. Okay. So it's... It, they're making the, the one Star Trek reference that always comes to mind is the trouble with tr- tribbles. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. For a second, I doubted myself and I was like, wait, weren't, they... weren't the tribbles those mean twins on Arthur that DW didn't like? I remember those twins. I don't remember what their names were. It was like Tommy and Timmy something. Anyway. Okay. So, yeah, are there ever references like, oh, they had some trouble with those tribbles? <laughs> Yes. Although if it's next generation, then that would have been like a long time ago, uh, right? I believe they reference Tribbles. I don't rem- I don't recall if they've shown them yet. But I, I mean, they throw out so many references to the original series, Next Gen, Voyager, Deep Space Nine, that it's, it's very contemporary, but it also like draws from the past. Mm-hmm. And so they make so many references that I would have to go back and watch. But it would not surprise me if they talked ad nauseum about tribbles and what could be what could be wrong? What kind of creature is it? Is it a tribble? Is it this? Is it that? So it's a loving 
it's a loving little nod to the previous generations from Kirk, Spock, McCoy, Picard, Data, Troy, to beyond. Richard, you should get one of those icon t-shirts that name all of those names on it. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. Okay. Another merchandising yeah. idea See? right there. Okay, well, it sounds like anybody out there who has CVS All Access, or you've been thinking about getting CVS All Access, which on, uh, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I was just reading how they're going to change the name to Paramount Plus. Mm. Anyone who's been thinking about signing up for that service and you're a Star Trek fan, sounds like it's well worth it. Totally. I give it a hundred thumbs up. Wow, that's high praise. Okay, well, why doesn't everybody take their 100 thumbs and point to yourself and then say, who's got 100 thumbs and just finished listening to their favorite daily podcast? This person! Yeah! Until next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.